Yeah. Should we um, start? I guess so. Okay. Got it. We gotta start somewhere. Uh, my name is James. And my name is Matt. And I'm Michael. And, and we're, we're talking about games these days. That worked. Yeah. Talking about is Final Fantasy X-2, yeah. um, Final Fantasy's least favorite game since pre pre thirteen. People got and mad 13 about two it. And That's 13 for sure. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> is, that, is it the worst? Like the worst Final Fantasy game as far as people are concerned? Is there something that actually? I mean, it? I feel like people really hate Final Fantasy thirteen, but I don't know if they hate it more than yeah. I would agree with that. Ten two. Is that the one with lightning? Yeah. Okay. I didn't hate it. I just didn't get into it. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even play it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you were missing much. That's the impression I got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so the original Final Fantasy X mm-hmm. uh, was actually the last uh, thing that Square released as Squaresoft before it became Squeenix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Squeenix! <laughs> uh, which was in uh, 2001. Yep. Uh which was pretty cool. It had it had complete three D characters. It had three D environments. Uh, it had cutscenes. It had a cool tag team battle system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Final Fantasy X two is built on the same engine. Yes. But with a different battle system. Yes. And it's also I think the first direct sequel to a Final Fantasy game. Yes. Before all the. Uh, well, what about all the mobile games in Japan? I think this is still before that because this is. I think this was before all of the extended Final Fantasy Seven. Like all those cell phone universe. titles. That they yeah. Used. I mean, maybe, least, maybe Dirge of Cerberus came out before. But those might have mm. been like either prequels or like companion games. Yeah. But this was actually like a legit sequel continuation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, it came out in uh, two thousand three mm-hmm. for the PS two, um, but was mostly. Like, anyone that I ever talked to had nothing good to say about it. Uh, <laughs> mostly, it was panned because it, was, it felt like a large uh, departure from the previous games in the series. Um, it had a much lighthearted, much more lighthearted tone to it. Um, I heard people saying that since it had a female-focused cast, they were trying to, like, pander to women. Um <laughs> Which, if you play the game, they're clearly not. Yeah. They're pandering to a different demographic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Much different. Yes. Um, uh, this was the first uh, Final Fantasy game that Nobu Uematsu wasn't involved in at all. Yeah. Um, is that why the soundtrack is not on Spotify currently? Probably. Probably. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I definitely noticed that. Oh. Um <laughs> And I think this this game, along with like Crystal Chronicles and a couple of others, were pretty close follows on the um, Square Enix merger. So yeah, people kind of took that to be, you know, e- exemplar of right what was to come. We can't make good games anymore. Right. Um, other things that came out in two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soul Calibur 2 yeah Ooh. <laughs> uh, GTA Vice City oh. classic and the first Knights of the Old Republic game oh yeah oh yeah really mm-hmm. 
2003. Yeah. It's a while ago. Yeah, right. So that was 16 years ago. We're old. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That was 16 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Because <laughs> I remember I got my PS2 roughly around 2001. Mm. Yeah. For Christmas. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. And we definitely played this game at your house. A yeah. Few times, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I finally got a copy just because I was curious about it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I let Michael borrow it, and you got really into it or something. I don't know. I played a lot of the PS2 era uh, Final Fantasies for yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. Especially twelve. Yeah. Mm. Played twelve a lot. I pre-ordered twelve. Whoa. Oh, yeah. The metal case. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and specifically the version that we played this time around was the HD remaster, mm-hmm. um, which has been released and re-released for basically everything that's come out since the PS2. <laughs> so there's a version on the PS3, the PS Vita, the PS4, and the PC. Yeah. Which is what we played. Um, differences in the HD remaster... Um, are obviously upscaled graphics. Mm-hmm. They look way better. They look pretty good, yeah. I, I honestly couldn't tell that much of a difference, but I I didn't ever look at it like a side-by-side comparison. So If you go back, th- things just look like more jaggedy and yeah. more like, like smooth. Like there's mm-hmm. not as much texture to people's faces and stuff. Like kind of blurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they added a weird monster catching, put it in your party yeah, mode. Yeah, they did do that. Which is stupid, and we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> two new dress spheres, um, the festivalist and the psychic. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of extra, like, like things that you can do in the game, like speed it, speed it up either two times or four times. Uh... Really? Oh, you're, you're making a face this? like you didn't know. <laughs> I am making a face. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Where is that? Is it the settings? I have disappointing news for you. Holy shit. It's hidden. There's it's... a secret settings menu. Yeah. There's a... S- <sighs> in, in, this, in this console port to PC game that you play using a USB controller, mm-hmm. you can hit the escape button on the keyboard to bring up a separate menu no. yeah. that has individual audio controls and uh, cheat modes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a supercharge mode that recovers your HP and MP every turn, an auto battle mode that'll just make your characters do whatever the default action is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hide the heads-up display elements if you want. Um, and then separate from those, there are two things that you can do which is 99 copies of every item except for key items why would i even play the game i can do all that (laughs) or uh max money and you can unlock all the skills for all the dress spheres oh i didn't know that because you don't like grinding (laughs) but you like the story is that what we're here for why uh is it (laughs) Uh, i i think that they're they're um I think that there are things about the story that are interesting and good, even if they're not well implemented in I think the game. So too. Uh, are we? Were we going to switch up the order for what order we talk about? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the mechanics first and then do story stuff? Sure. Okay. Okay. So let me. What can I do for you?
game mechanics first yes where um, to start so it plays pretty straightforwardly like a final fantasy game for the most part um you're working with um atp system mm-hmm. so characters have to build up a meter in fact in sort of a departure from games around that time you're stuck in it you can't yes. choose the the strictly turn-based option yeah right? um the the kind of variation that they do on that is each uh, job has like a different sized meter and actions have different like charge time that they take. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. And there's a cast time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as part of your advancement in classes, you can make actions happen faster. Mm-hmm. So following on that, there is a job system. Yes. Uh, yeah. And under the name of the dress sphere. Dress spheres. The famous. Yes. Or infamous. Yeah. <laughs> dress spheres. Which is another yes. thing that the game got panned for because, I don't know. Because they're wearing dresses. Yeah, apparently. What is this, girl stuff in my <laughs> guy <laughs> media? <laughs> right. How dare um, <laughs> But basically they take the um, place of fairly traditional Final Fantasy jobs. You've got your warrior... Um, you know, your thief, your black white mage, mage black mage, yeah. blue mage, warrior, or gun mage. Right. Yeah, enemy abilities, warrior with a little bit of magic, magic mm-hmm. with a little bit of warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like Co- that. A couple kooky ones, mm. like the mascot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to play around with the mascot much. Lady um, Luck. Lady Luck, I was terrible with because it's all like reels and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm not good at that. I don't yeah. think you're supposed to. Be. <laughs> it's actually luck based. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's the uh, one that I ended up using pretty frequently was the trainer, yeah. which is a little bit of like elemental and stat debuff <laughs> with a little bit of healing. Yeah. Um, each character gets their own costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and. They also added uh, what are called garment grids, which are basically like miniature versions of the sphere grid. Is that fair to say? No. No. (laughs) Well, because you don't really like level up using them. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking of them as more as... So since during combat you can switch classes or dress spheres Uh on the fly... Your garment grid is your loadout of classes that you bring with you to combat. Okay. So you decide ahead of time that I want Yuna to be a warrior, a shooter person, or a white mage. Mm-hmm. You slot those into your garment grid and you take it with you into battle. Yeah. 
And then, like you said, you can change those on the fly. Um, and each grid has its own little abilities that yeah. you can activate by transferring between the dress Right. Rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, there are also the super, uh, like, unique dress spheres for each of the characters. The best part of the game, <laughs> in my opinion. Which essentially <laughs> turns, turns your character into a boss character. So the rest of the party members run away, and then you get, like, a left arm and a right arm or something along that line. Yeah. Um, and usually your main body can do, like, some sort of elemental attacks your left one is mostly like stat debuffs, and your right one is mostly stat buffs. buffs. Yeah. Usually, your main one has like a, a revive too. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Uh, and and that like it's kind of like a like a summon ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like was it eight where the GFs come out and replace you? Yes. Like fight as yeah, you? The, yeah, the yeah. Maybe they did that in ten a little bit. Too? I mean, they also do it in ten. Okay. It's more <laughs> primitive in eight. But. Yeah. They went back to the traditional in nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine right. just show up, they do damage. It's just or a big mm-hmm. yeah. Go away. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, <clears throat> the way that it's kind of a big um, departure from previous games is instead of starting in one location and progressing across the world or, you know, unlocking different modes of travel and having that unlock different places in the world. Um, you start on an airship yeah. um, and you have access to every location in the world. And at any different uh, given chapter, uh, different things are going on in those different locations or not going on as the case may be. Right. Um, so maybe like kind of what it feels like it wants you to do is you've got a dozen different places around the world that you can visit yeah. whenever you want to. Each chapter refreshes your what might be happening there if you visit. And yeah. It's kind of up to you if you want to put the time in to go back and check up on things. Although, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about the difficulty curve, but I definitely feel like if you're just hitting story missions, you're undercutting yourself pretty seriously. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. You're missing out, actually, on a lot of different classes that you could be using and leveling up. Just like viability in battle, I think. Yeah. And with little to no opportunity to go back yes. and right. grab these abilities or dress fears or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You get like one chance. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the a lot of the um, random, or not random events, but like the side story events are um, unique to a chapter or a couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. And they don't really, they don't give you any sort of an idea. Like you can't make an informed decision about what you spend your time on. You just have to go there. And then hope that there's something immediately obvious. Yeah. Or just wander around until... Luckily, um, the only way to, like, progress time forward is by doing the story missions. So you couldn't accidentally, like, waste your time going to somewhere where you, where you should have been going to another place. But, right. Um, they but do yeah. make it pretty clear how to progress the story. Yes. Yeah. Um, sometimes side missions are flagged in your, like... When you are looking at the world map view, it'll give you a list of the locations you can visit. Hotspots are yes. your um, story-related things. Sometimes it'll highlight side missions in that, um, and then sometimes it just won't. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I realized at some point, like, on non-story spots, it'll usually say, like, no mission. 
But all that means is you don't know that there's a mission there. Right. There actually probably is. Yeah, like, in order to get 100% completion, even, you have to go everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And there During are, every like, chapter. like yeah. specific scenes that you have to see, in, even if they're not, like, missions. Right. Or related to anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, really not related to anything. Um, because of the openness, I feel like the difficulty curve is a little bit wacky. Um, it's interesting, like, obviously they, they're still working with the Final Fantasy, like, layout in terms, in terms of world, and I feel like the difficulty is also kind of scaled, like, it's a linear game, Mm -hmm. but it's not. So, like, the earlier parts of the world are usually much easier and lower level enemies, and then the later parts are much harder. Yeah. But since it's, it is non-linear, um... That that doesn't exist. You can go anywhere at any time. Um, right. There's nothing stopping you from jumping straight into the hardest thing you can do. Right. Helpfully, there is a, like a difficulty, like meter for each area. Yeah. The stars on the yeah, bottom. Yeah. That'll shift, um, depending on I guess what level you are, maybe or or just progression through the chapters. Maybe. maybe. How? Yeah. What did you guys find? Like so. One stars always seem pretty easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three was sometimes almost too much for me. Yeah. Like, especially in the beginning. It it kind of depended on um, what enemies I was running into. Sometimes enemies on, like, three stars would be really easy, and sometimes they would be definitely way too hard. Yeah. Um, like, I, I remember, especially in, like, chapter three... I was trying to do a lot of side stuff before I finished off the story missions, mm-hmm. um, and I was just having a lot of trouble trying to get through, like, uh, like navigate around in the the calm lands. Yeah. Um, which has some pretty difficult enemies in it. Did you guys try any level four or five? Um, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to say that there wasn't. I didn't, I didn't encounter a lot of. Big difficulty spikes. Hmm. I didn't get super far. I got like maybe 10, 12 hours into the game. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, have ADHD. So <laughs> I never changed dress spheres. Oh. Oh. I never encountered a situation where I felt the need to. Huh. Yeah. So I was just like literally holding the attack button. Uh-huh. And then healing when necessary. Uh-huh. Interesting. So, like you said, maybe there's bigger spikes later on. Mm-hmm. Chapter three, four, five, yeah. whatever. But for me, there was it was pretty mellow. Did you go straight to story missions, or did you? I was doing everything. Oh, okay. I was so doing, you probably. I, yeah, I knew what the story missions were. Right. They mark them with the hot right. spot. But I'll just work my way and do that last. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then progress to the next chapter. Gotcha. That makes sense. I was definitely trying to skip ahead a couple times. Oh, yeah. Skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what you get. But yeah, I, I would end up underleveled for yeah. the story. Which sounds like you played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until I figured out the solution. <laughs> um let's see, what are some others are there any other like standout mechanics? Equipment barely matters. Oh, well, yeah, it's it's yeah. very, very light on the whole equipping thing. Like, right. You get two slots to equip stuff through, and it will maybe give you, like, there's a set of items that gives you, like, elemental resistance, plus you can cast an elemental mm-hmm. spell, and there's ones that are just straight, like, stat boost ones. Yeah. Um, 
Which never feel really impactful. No. I feel like the ones that um, boosted either your MP or HP by a percentage... The percentage ones were a little um, more ...were pretty important. And the, like, auto-cast when you're low. Like yeah, the auto-cast yeah. Was, That was pretty good. Um, you can also find accessories that'll give you access to um, job commands when mm-hmm. you don't have uh, the dress spheres equipped, which are pretty useful. Yeah. Um, there are also garment grids that do that. Yeah. Um... But other than that, I didn't, like, I never felt like I needed to, like, boost an elemental resistance or... No. Um, well, they also removed a mechanic from Final Fantasy X, where it's like, you had to use Waka, who had a ranged attack, to hit yeah, five enemies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, because you're constantly swapping back and forth. Right. right. But then Pain, who starts out as a warrior, can just swat anybody out of the sky yeah. Yeah. with little to no effort. Right? I actually, I found myself, want, like, there's a couple times where I was like, oh, flying enemies, like, switch to the pistol one or whatever, but, like, no, nope. it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, they keep enemy types, but only as a means of doing extra damage to them, not yeah. really um, as a way of sort of gating you from using certain classes against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so essentially in this game, like your equipment is the dress sphere. Um, yeah. and then the well, accessories. class. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the accessories are how you sort of like augment that in little ways. Yeah, little tweaks. Do yeah, you know the class matters the most. Yeah. Um, because that not only determines what abilities you have access to, but it'll also change like what your stats are. Yeah. For each. I think the way that it works is each, like, level has a stat block associated for each class, and then it just yeah. adjusts. Um, Sounds right. It also, you, it also streamlines the need for shops. Yeah. Like, shop, yeah. there's no need for shops. Shops are hardly important at all. Because there's no weapons, there's no armor, there's True. no yeah. anything. Yeah, like, every once in a while, I would buy, like, an accessory that I didn't have. Sure. Just because it seemed like a good idea. Because yeah, you have but, money in your pocket. Yeah, right, just you might as well. There. Or, you know, I'd restock up to 99 potions again yeah, or whatever. Right. But yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, that is kind of interesting. Um, do you want to talk about the monster capturing nonsense for a little bit? Just, I can't. Just to get it out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I basically went through that little tutorial in the beginning and immediately I concluded did I didn't want any part of it. Yeah. <laughs> did you? James, what did you think Did of you it? actually use it? No. Um, oh, well, I mean, I, so the <laughs> tutorial, I mean, like, so you get these capsules and you can put them all over the place and they catch monsters. Uh, monsters can be put into your party. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why though. Like why you would want to do that, I guess. Yeah. Um, you I can give either. them, like, they, they do kind of interesting things. Like you can affect their like ability growths and like what abilities they have by giving them different dress spheres or um, kind of like you could give abilities to uh, summons in or aeons in uh, Final Fantasy X. Like if you give it, you know, 50 potions, it'll get cure. Okay, right. Was that a thing? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. It's It's been a long time. You feed things to it. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Um, But it seems sort of contradictory to the whole everything of the game. It does. Um, because the, I, feel, I feel like the point of the game is to raise your, like, 
increase your main characters and make them better. Yeah. And then if you're just, like, taking them out of the party... Yeah. To replace them with a flan? Right. Yeah. Or I mean, brother. like, flans are pretty cool. Yeah. You know, they, they, <laughs> they're, 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 they have flan piles. They look something. angry right? goopy. They're very elemental. Uh-huh. Um, but, and then, like, also, weirdly... Like, they have different size classifications, so there's small, medium, and large monsters. Large monsters take up your whole party. Mm-hmm. Medium takes up two slots, and small takes up one. Aren't there different cage sizes as well yeah. to catch them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you can, like, get unique monsters, which are, like, either characters from the first game or, like, special boss monsters. Like, I guess you can catch, like, Titus and Seymour if that's a you thing. You can catch... <laughs> I just see yeah, like yeah. as a, like as an Easter egg, you know. Oh, yeah. Not like as a serious part of the lore. Is this canon? <laughs> Did it actually happen? Um. It reminds me of a mechanic from another PS2 RPG called Rogue Galaxy. Oh yeah, I think I borrowed that from you. Yeah, but in that game, you're actually like fighting monsters against like other little monsters. Yeah. in an arena mm-hmm. like Pokemon, like Pokemon, <laughs> not playing through the Final Fantasy story. With, you know, Flans right. or Arimons right. as your main characters. Yeah. Because you already have enough on your plate <laughs> yeah, trying to learn abilities right. for like 30 dress spheres. Yeah. And like 30 abilities per yeah. dress sphere. Because that is the other thing that as, as you use the dress spheres, you get points which you slot into unlocking new abilities right. for that sphere, mm-hmm. but it's on a per character basis. Yeah. Yes. So even if Pain unlocks, if, if, Yuna unlocks one of the char- one of the new abilities, and then someone else switches to that same sphere. The other person can't use that ability right, until right. they unlock it themselves. So yeah, you have to start over from scratch every time you start with a new character. Yeah. No, you you get to start yeah. over. Okay. <laughs> That's a feature. Here. You're privileged to do so. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, I never switched dress spheres, and I was like twelve hours in, and Pain still hadn't mastered Warrior. Yeah. Ten hours. Yeah. Huh. Still. Not even one dress sphere. Like, yeah. how long or how much time do you want me to put into this? A lot of time. A lot of time. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I found, like, I was just... I mean, like, there are a couple of characters who just had one that they mostly used. Yeah. So, I not all of them were 100%ed, but... Or any of them, actually. Because the way that it works is you it gives you a certain amount of abilities, and then um, you can do side quests and to get... Um, um, like unlock more abilities yeah. later in the game. Um, but I had a couple that are that were at least filled out for their the starting abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, you basically just want to grab the abilities that you think you're going to use, and then switch out yeah. to another dress sphere when you think you need to use yeah. those abilities. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that is that it for sort of like unique? Like RPG mechanics in this game? Think so. Oh, well, one of the kind of interesting, and this is like a very minor thing that they do, is they let you like climb around on geography. Oh, oh yeah. I guess, yeah. Which Some is. Slight platforming. Yeah. Right. It's you kind sort of, of cool. like you, you hold the let me get to other places button right. as you run around. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Which I got lost. Oh, no. <laughs> like in one of the early missions when you're climbing to the top of that pillar. Oh, and yeah. And you fight the crab monster or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I couldn't figure out where to go. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to climb this yeah. like, small, right. different colored ledge from the rest of the background. Mm. Yeah. We, 
I have a multitude of gripes about the level design. One of them was that they did not do a great job of marking where you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, other, than, other than that, I don't... I mean, like, there are, like, mini-games, like any sort of Final Fantasy. It's a lot of mini-games. Yeah. I feel like it's mini-games the game. Yeah. It was almost like Mario Party-esque <laughs> RPG. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, every time you go back to... Beaconel Desert. Uh-huh. There's like a different thing. Yeah. Where you go to Xanarkin, it's like, oh, now you gotta help the monkeys oh, breed. <laughs> or yeah, you have to like weird. match the patterns on the floor. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm mixing that up with Final Fantasy X. I no, know. I think that's... In- well, the monkey thing is definitely in X, too. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you... Did you, Bizarre. Did you enjoy the monkey no. part? No. Okay. I didn't do that. What about the sphere break? Did you like the sphere break? Oh, my God. I spent... There's so many like mini three hours... I also ignored that. ...trying <laughs> to do the sphere break tournament yeah. and actually, like, beat it, but yep. it's terrible. I actually quite enjoy sphere break. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember... Oh, you're I didn't, a monster. I did not beat it this way through. I was uh, like, fuck that. I got stuff to do. Yeah. But I definitely beat it, like, back when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I had nothing else to do. Yeah. And you get this lady like dress fear and it's just based on chance. And yeah. I'm like, how am I supposed to use this? Right? <laughs> like, I just... It's so random. Yeah. You can't really use it tactically. Yeah. No. The only thing that it's really good for is it'll... It, I think you can unlock uh, passive abilities that increase how much uh, gill you get from each battle and how oh. much experience you get, I want to say. Real quick. Yeah. Another thing about navigation. Yeah. I did notice this really annoying trend where it's like the perspective of the camera keeps changing. Oh god, yes. In between like transitions. So like you're walking this way and you're holding up on the analog stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the camera shifts and ideally you'd keep going the same direction. Yeah. Right. But they immediately swap the input on your controller. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you keep like going back well, and, and forth. And too, like if you keep holding up through that transition you will now be walking down from your new perspective, uh-huh. even though right. you're holding up. Right. Yeah. Which is like a so the the whole there's the whole um, what am I trying to say? There's a fixed camera system. Yes. It's yes. always fixed. The yeah, camera's yeah. moving on its own. You don't get any control over it. I think that's that's kind of one of the cardinal sins of that system is mm. not having consistent movement controls. Yeah. Pretty much any time you're running towards the camera, too, is just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else have we got? Do you want to talk about the story now? Or should we... Are, we are can there, save it for last. Are there more mechanics? I think I have the most to save for the story. Okay. okay. We can save that for Personally. just to, to avoid spoilers okay. as long as possible. <clears throat> we can talk about uh, the, the way it looks and the way it sounds. Sure.
I don't know. I guess you guys could tell the difference. It just looked like a PlayStation 2 game to me. Yeah. Um, I think the cutscenes look nice. Um, you know, probably a little bit dated at this point. I noticed specifically that Riku's face looks terrifying. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she shows her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, In certain cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. It's horrifying. Um, I don't know if it's just like the shape of her face. Like her lips are too big or something. Like they're like, they, I don't know. But her face is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are like three different levels of cutscenes because there's like the main game. Right. There's like super, you know, uh, you know, actual cutscenes. Right. But there's also like a like a midway where people yeah. have teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So it's unnerving. Yeah. Right? It's, it's definitely different weird. levels of detail. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, like all of the all of the character animations look pretty smooth. The yep. battles, like animations, all look pretty good. Yeah. Um, mm. I, you don't think so? I think that the animations, especially during like story bits, like where you're just like kind of flicking through the the dialogue. Uh huh. There's a lot of like just regular <laughs> oh, that's Riku true. freaking out doing <laughs> this kind does, of thing. She uh-huh. does do that. You can't tell because it's, it's a podcast. Part, it's part but of we're her moving character. Our hands up and down rapidly. Maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know. Throw a gif in the something or other. Put a gif in the something or other. Yeah, she does this a lot. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of like paddling like the air. Yeah. Whenever she's freaking out or she's uh-huh. nervous. Right. And Pain, Meanwhile, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pain is moping around. Pain just stands there. Mm-hmm. So her animation's real good. Right. Brother... Is the worst. Is dancing all the time. All the time. So yeah. he's the best. He's screaming all the time. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, <laughs> they put the most time into his animation. Yeah. They actually probably did. They probably I mean, did. yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say that overall it, it looks pretty okay like i i don't have any problem with the way it looks uh-huh i would say there's a significant upgrade in the way it looks yeah i remember like in the ps2 version like nobody has distinct fingers oh <laughs> they have like okay. kind of claw hands yeah <laughs> but in this one they seem to have i mean they don't really move a lot but they're more articulating yeah hmm. which you know that's nice that's that's a touch yeah they, they touch that up that's mm-hmm. true um did you say video and audio uh well just video although we can move on to audio I, I think, think the only other thing about about graphics and video stuff is, from a level design standpoint, the the lack of sort of marking areas where you can do that oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. traversal. There's lots of places where it seems like you should be able to, and you uh-huh. definitely can't. Yeah. And there's quite a few places too where this game definitely loses some points for having invisible walls. Like oh, oh yeah. So many times where you're like, well, that's like there's a corner of that building over there, but I just can't walk to it. Yeah. Especially on the maps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were, like, pathways from... Oh, yeah. But they used the same maps from Final Fantasy X. But I, then, it must be, yeah. But then they didn't, like, redraw the maps yeah. to not include yeah. places you can't go. Yeah. So, like, oh, I'll just follow this path down this hill. Uh, nope. You can't. No. It's just it's invisible wall. Yeah. Right. And, like, they, they used to do a pretty good job of marking the transition between areas with a little gradient. Like, it would... Yeah. The map would fade out as you move to a new scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't do that anymore. Now... It just doesn't matter. Like, some parts of the map are faded, and if you walk into them, maybe you go to a new scene, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe you're walking down a corridor that on the map is a solid color, mm-hmm. but halfway down the corridor, it switches to a new scene without yeah. a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Uh, or different perspectives. Yeah. 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 That part was bad. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess we could talk about... Uh, do you want to talk about like fashion design? 
Absolutely. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> Boy. Uh, you know, because, like, the costumes are all very... They... Is there is there a name for the person who does those designs? Tetsuya Nomura? Yeah, sure. <laughs> His name? Is, it, is that is, what you're looking for? Is he the original, like, the guy oh, who does the really stylized ones? Yeah. Or is that the I mean, guy he's who does... been He's been doing Final Fantasy main characters since, like, seven. Oh, okay. And the bouncer in Kingdom Hearts. And okay, that's, okay. That's all his shit. Okay. <laughs> I would argue that since the PS2... Final Fantasy puts much more of an emphasis on its look yeah. and its graphics mm-hmm. over its plot. Yeah. Because yeah. they can. <laughs> they have the computer power to do so. It's true. So as a result, the character design is wild. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most... I, I honestly think that the costumes designed for the, the main characters aren't that... Bad. They are of his like specific style, yeah. and they're kind of like I don't know, like male gazy. Like, uh, yeah, I want to talk about that too. Yeah. But <laughs> but they they look I don't know good. But then there are like the NPCs that are just like walking around oh, in yeah. like BDSM gear. Oh yeah, and like people that just like are wearing a robe on top, and then like a thong is the their bottoms. Uh-huh. But, like, it's not, like, a robe. It just turns into a thong. Right. And, like, like ostensibly sort of important <laughs> story character NPCs that, like, you meet and then you're supposed to remember when you go back to a place, but actually there's nothing distinctive right. or visual about them. So you're like, well, I know I have to talk to one of these dozen people mm-hmm. milling around in this clearing, but I have no idea which one is important because they all look just like random villagers. Yeah. Just go for the one that's dressed the crazy. <laughs> that's, that's actually like a pretty reliable. Yeah. <laughs> there was a character, I forget her name because they have silly names, <laughs> but she's wearing like like a green and yellow bikini uh-huh. that has a turtleneck. Okay. Right? Turtleneck, oh, yeah. Turtleneck yeah, yeah. bikini. Uh-huh. But then she also has a purple corset yeah. that has like, ar- like armor, uh-huh. shoulder pads. With, like, garter belts that attach to her socks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> is that... Did you just put that on? Yeah. Is that, is that she wears that 24-7. She never takes it, is it yeah. Is that casual? Right. Is that formal? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I can't relate to this at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's super weird. It goes a little too far for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because, like, you, you see people in sort of a diverse range of climates. Like, you see people in the desert yeah, and yeah. on, like, sort of Pacific Islands. Right. And, like, in the mountains where it's snowy. It doesn't seem to have much impact on their costume choices. At all. Like, nobody... I think maybe, like, when you're in Mount Gagazette, like, Riku's like, oh, it's cold once. Because she's literally (laughs) wearing a bikini. She's wearing, like, nothing. And, like, a mini... Like, the miniest of mini skirts. That's, like, very carefully designed to emphasize the fact that she's definitely wearing a thong underneath it. Because it's important to know that. But, like... (laughs) But all the other times, like, nobody says anything. Right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But then you do spend a good portion of the game looking for an outfit to sneak into the rivals' yeah. headquarters. headquarters. Yeah. And then they just get into the sauna and then the, the, the hot tub. And yep. The... But getting <laughs> back to the clothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can talk about the story soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, the clothing, I mean, it's definitely, like, far removed from, like, 
Final Fantasy VIII. Or, or even nine. like nine, or seven, yeah. where like nine started to get a little sillier, but at least, but it wasn't to this degree. No, and even like ten was like uh, ten was. I mean, Titus, yeah. What the fuck's he wearing? I yeah, He's I don't know. Shorts and a Zanuck hoodie, and, uh, crop top with a... his like seatbelt sleeve, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Not the happy. like yellow or like red mesh, yeah, yeah. like elbow pad. Yeah, I don't. Lulu has a dress made out of belts. She's the yeah. belt dress, and she's like the only goth person right. in the world. Yes, and in Final Fantasy X two, Pain is the only other goth person in the that's world. That's well, yeah, that's <laughs> and true. they're not related. No, no. there's no. actually nothing related about them. Hmm. <laughs> and I want to mention hmm. nobody else on Titus's Blitzball team dresses that way. That's true. It's yeah, that's just true. him. It's not an outfit. Yeah, yeah. it's not like his team. No outfit that's true yeah and like one short is longer than the other because <laughs> asymmetrical is cool yeah uh-huh. <laughs> which it is yeah wrong, but yeah it just feels a little forced here yeah it feels a little like i don't know i want to say like hot topic ish yeah. yeah real edgy right well and just like sort of cartoonish and all over the place where it doesn't feel like the outfits necessarily like belong in the same universe as each other, except right. that they're all just so weird. Yeah. yeah. You know? Hmm. The Albed all dress the same. Yeah. You know, they're like desert weird, people. like, bikini bondage things. Yeah, they have a little bondage going on. Yeah. yeah. Like, everything is strap. Like, Very like one-piece strap. Maybe some bikini bits on it. Yeah. I mean, Except for, desert. I guess, I guess, you know, brother, he just wears overalls. So yeah, he's but like slightly normal. bondagey overalls, though, with like studs and stuff on. Yeah, <laughs> and of course Shinra, who is wearing a full body suit. Yeah, yeah fuck just that kid. Encapsulated in yeah. just a kid. No. Environmental just suit. A kid. And he's also the tutorial. No. Oh yeah, like there's not really a tutorial for the game. No, not that there really needs to be. Right. But if you have questions, you have to go talk to that kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is voiced by the same voice actor that does the voice for Bobby Hill. Yes. Oh, yes. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Spinelli from Recess, your favorite yeah, show. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. It's not like they didn't hire talented people. Yeah. Can <laughs> uh, we talk about the voice acting? Yeah, it's sure. Talented Let's do people. That. Let's talk about the voice acting. You sure look like you were enjoying yourself. I was. It felt like some other person's excitement just took over. That can happen when you use the garment grid. The emotions of the person recorded in the sphere pass to the user. Isn't that dangerous? I can't really say. But it's your invention. I'm just a kid. <laughs> Dance, Luna. I want to see. It'll cost you. One moment. What? No dance? It's okay. No, it's not. No. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like anything is necessarily that wrong with the people's voices. Like, like it's not like they necessarily picked voices that didn't fit the characters that they gave them to. It's more that the people delivering the lines didn't have any idea how the lines were going to be used. Yeah. It seems like. The script is not, you know. Oh, yeah. The script is bad. Uh, 
It really, it, it sounds like it, like it's not quite this bad, but I'm going to exaggerate a little bit and say it sounds like they sat them down with a list of all the words that their character possibly could say and just told them to read through it. And then they're like, okay, we've got enough. We'll just cut it back together to be the sentences that you say. Like, kind of robotic. Yeah, there's times yeah. where like the intonation and like the phrasing and everything just doesn't match at all what's happening in the scene. Yeah. Especially Brother. Yeah. Brother talks... Like a maniac. Like no one else in the game. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with him. He has almost like and a Christopher no Walken. It, right? He has like a Christopher Walken inflection. Yeah. Dancing Yuna. <laughs> I, I, I want to see... <laughs> Bro, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. uh, it's distracting. Very How weird distracting. It yeah. yeah, it feels kind of like. So you guys know the character Tingle yeah. in the Zelda games. Yes, yes. Brother kind of feels like that. We're You're like, right. I'm sure that there is some sort of like he's a very traditional Japanese stereotype that Japanese audiences know and love and cheer mm. for when they see, but that is just. I'm just going to generalize and say that it's mostly lost on Western audiences. I think it is. Yeah. Just are like, I don't want this. I don't ever want this. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's also, uh, he's, we'll, we'll talk about it in the story, but he's creep. He's a big <laughs> he's old creep. creep. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I yeah. hate him. Boy, we'll talk about that. You mean you don't want him in your party? <laughs> no. Running, running around, dancing and making noise constantly while you're already <laughs> trying to trudge through board battles. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Did you ever put him in the party? Does no. he talk? Oh god, I hope not. Does he exclaim every time a battle's over oh, like man. everybody else does? Yeah. He makes noise all the time. Oh. I took him out of I almost oh, could have stood to have had him in my party just because one character is as good as the next in terms of gameplay. Yeah. But like he just makes noise and all the time. Yeah, just all the time. Does he have dresses? Uh no. yeah. Well you can well it doesn't, it doesn't change affect the way, the way he looks. Oh fuck yeah. that. Yeah. Squeenix, you fucking up. Right? <laughs> Bad that would have been something. Remaster my ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no dresses for brother. Um, I think I don't know. I think that I've we were still in kind of a infancy for good voice acting, um, in terms of like American dubs. Yeah. Um, and there are definitely way worse sure. voice acting jobs. Um I don't really know why, like, this particular game, like, the, the lines came out like that. Like, like you said, if they were just, like, given each line of dialogue and insulation. Yeah. Or, like, nobody had a chance to read with each other, maybe. I'm sure that's um, Could be a thing, too. Scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably because they didn't spend any time or money on it. Right. I mean, like, if you had someone who cared about the results, who was directing the whole process and was there to do quality control and say oh that came out weird why don't you try giving me that one again right. or here I'm going to read you the line and you respond to me you know in a different way mm-hmm. I cannot imagine that that was happening because the results don't show no, I can tell you it wasn't happening this game was released two years after you know Final Fantasy X yeah and they mostly just made up some mini games yeah and let you fly around <laughs> yeah and even though, in all fairness, the the voice acting isn't always the best in Japanese translation, blah, blah, mm-hmm. this is the re-release. They That's could have true. gone back and they, done some They stuff. could have completely re-recorded all the lines. They totally was, could have. At least for the main characters and the story bits that matter, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was just, I just checked and like, 
uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, which I kind of think of as the sort of standout for good voice acting, at least yeah. in video games, for me, came out in 2001. So okay. I guess they just don't have an excuse. No, <laughs> they don't. There's well, no how much of it is bad writing or bad voice acting versus <sighs> Eastern versus Western sensibilities? I that's think a good there's question. a little bit of a case to be made for East versus West stuff. I don't think that's enough to explain all of it. Um, I know, I know that at least with the um, Final Fantasy X, I think we were talking about this earlier, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. That they had a really hard time with specifically the uh, localization and the dialogue, um, getting the actors' lines to fit within the mouth movements mm-hmm. of the characters. The lip flaps. The yeah. lip flaps. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah. They're terrible. Next um, so. I mean, that might have been part of it with this as well. Um, it might, but I mean, like, I feel like, would you rather have dialogue that's delivered well or dialogue that syncs well, if you could only pick one? I disagree. I want both. Well, I mean, me too. I want both. But, like, <laughs> I don't think that they were trying so hard to make it sync up that they failed at making it sound good. Because it also doesn't sync up. Yeah, <laughs> I guess fair. you're right. You know, like, it's just, it's just really not quality... Any yeah. way you slice it. Also, I know, I mean, I don't know if this is the case with Square, but a lot of times with uh, Japanese companies that are, like, video game companies that are headquartered in Japan, mm-hmm. their American wing might not have as much control or, like, right. communication with the, you know, head office or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what was it playing. But it's not great. It's not great. It's not, not great. the worst. No. But it could it's have been better. Is it better than Final Fantasy X? I think so. I feel you like so? I feel like Yuna's at least doing a better job. Yeah. She's pretty. Her lines are kind of the best. I don't know. I feel cheesy, like though. yeah, real cheesy. Yeah, I feel like Riku is the only one who's like really into her character mm-hmm. and. Like, her character is really simple. You know, yeah. it's just, like, high energy all the time. Right. But, like, her voice actor is really into it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like, like Pain, in all fairness, just kind of has to stand there and do, like, a monotone that she's kind of bored. Here we go again. <laughs> yep, don't right. get too excited. I don't know. I guess LeBlanc is pretty good for her character. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Her minions are not that good. No. He gets some of the best like, laps. Like, weird, <laughs> fat right. Brooklyn man and tall, skinny British guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, that's like a really... Wait, wait, wait. I dug into a TV tropes to, to remember what that what that's called. That like, Is it the, uh, the, the, the big guy and the little guy from Bugs Bunny? Is it that same trope? Oh, probably. Uh, the Mimsy, Bubsy, whatever characters. <laughs> the, the, the gangster characters that he throws in an oven. What? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I haven't seen Bugs Bunny cartoons All in right. a long time. Uh, so on on um, on TV tropes, there is uh, the fat and skinny trope, right? Mm-hmm. So you got the fat henchman and the skinny henchman. Sure. And like the fat one is like the bumbling, like strong right. one, and blah blah blah. Like that plays out pretty. Or perfectly. the angry one usually. Yeah. Right. And then with uh, LeBlanc in the mix, it's the terrible trio oh. that has, like, the mastermind and her two bumbling henchmen. 
Gotcha. Yeah. They feel very Team Rocket to me. Yeah. They are really. It's probably on purpose. I think so too. I think it's it's probably that sort of again in that sort of like Eastern culture, Japanese culture thing is like that's a very recognizable sure. configuration of people. Yeah. Especially like the bad guys that are kind of ineffectual and mm-hmm. goofy and clowny and then maybe they actually end up working together when there's a worse bad guy that yeah. comes mm-hmm. along, right? Like that is totally Team Rocket. Or even like the the body sizes is like, you know, Marv and Harry from Home Alone. Or, right? Uh, That's the first thing I thought Or like too. Laurel and Hardy. I mean, that uh-huh. that would be your Like Salt and classic, Pepper and yeah. Come Across. Like, yeah. yeah, Laurel and Hardy is a good... Or uh, Peabody and Atlas from Portal uh-huh. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't really like Not much dig but... too, eep, too deep to, uh, no. to make these characters. <laughs> um... We're almost getting sidetracked on story. Okay. Let's not do that yet. I want to talk about music. Okay. Disappointing. Okay. <laughs> we got a whole range That's of things. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Right, good. Cool. So, good so discussion. not composed by Nobuo. Uh huh. Uh, composed by Noriko Matsueda mm-hmm. and Takahito Iguchi. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good. Uh, let's see. Yeah. It's got. I really don't think it's up to par with. I realize like normal Nobuo or Nobu composed stuff is like a really high mark mm-hmm. so it is is kind of tough for them to hit that but like it, it fell pretty short of it like fairly often I thought uh, would you say like do you guys have like a favorite like a most memorable track mm. not really there's the is the one that plays on your, uh, on the um, airship? Yeah, the Celsius. Yeah. That's the one that I think is the most memorable too. Mostly because it just annoys me and I want it to stop. Yeah, that yeah, one. That's a faithful rendition. Um, and then there's like the the like YRP theme song that mm-hmm. like plays yeah. when they're all like doing stuff together right. victoriously. Yeah. That one's pretty good.
there's some that aren't as bad. There's some that don't bother me as much. I really like the one that plays when you're like out in the desert doing treasure hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember being kind of like... Funk to it. Yeah. I actually think that the best tracks are like the jazz funk ones. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, the 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 bar was pretty high. Mm-hmm. But I felt like they did a good job of making sure every location was distinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From another. Yeah. And you know, I thought it was decent. Yeah. There's nowhere near as memorable as as past entries. Right. Sure. And I don't think that there was necessarily... It didn't feel like there was as much of a consistent theme throughout it. Yeah. Whereas you could sort of sit down to the Final Fantasy VII or VIII or right. nine soundtracks mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I know what I'm, I know what game this is from. I don't know if I could really do that with this one. But are you nostalgic for this game? No. Actually, honestly, I mean, I came into it with more nostalgia. Like, like it was better in hindsight than it ended up being <laughs> the second time around for me. Um, I think that... The, the thing that this game has to be to be successful is different. Yeah. Like, it specifically tried to be different. Yes, it did. And That's so, fair. in that sense, like, having a different sort of, like, musical genre as its motif instead of being, like, sort of, I don't know, more or- orchestral, like, soundtrack, like, movie soundtrack right. kind of style. Um you know, it has the more sort of, like, jazzy, funky feel to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's good. You know, I I think think it would have been... I think it would have been worse had they tried to... Right. um, You know, emulate. Yeah. I don't think I needed it to sound like his stuff. I just needed it to be good like his stuff. Mm -hmm. And what I kind of mean by that is, like, the other Final Fantasy games are, like, very primarily orchestral scores. Mm Mm-hmm. This one wasn't, or at least it was really mixed up with other stuff. Yeah. The one thing that really jumped out to me was a lot, like, heavy use of, like, samples and loops. Mm. And not just, like, within the songs, but, like, stuff that I recognize from, like, sample packs. Oh, that are really? used in other Uh-oh. music elsewhere. Interesting. Which just immediately distracts me. Because huh. it's, I don't know, it's, it's like using the default setting on a synthesizer mm-hmm. for yeah. your song. And, like, everyone's like, oh, that's just, like, the regular, like, Rhodes piano noise. You didn't do anything to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely a couple of drum loops that are st- like definitely used like beat for beat in the Pandemonium soundtrack. Really? You yeah. are really good at doing that. They're like 100% huh. the same. There's huh. no doubt about it. <laughs> Interesting. So like the thing is when you're when you're writing orchestral stuff, yeah, you can do a lot of like synthesized strings and stuff, but you are also sort of writing it mostly from scratch. You can't yeah. necessarily you can quote existing stuff, but it's hard to like directly sample it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that problem in this one. And I, I don't know. I thought it was way too obvious a few times that they had just like, oh, this is a cool loop. I'm just going to throw this in here. I didn't pick up on that at all. Okay. <laughs> um, what I thought was strange, though, and this is, of course, coming on the heels of me saying that the game has to be distinct from 10, <laughs> is that they don't use more referential music to 10. You know, I was kind of yeah. expecting, 
Like, like what if each each song, like each theme for each location, was like a rearranged version of, you know, the song from Ten or, yeah. you know, like Take since the they're. Since they, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but they, they had to compose all new music. It would have been easier, yeah, I would think. Cheaper, oh, maybe, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But like, you know, what if you had done like, you know, a jazz or funk like rendition yeah. of you know, blah, 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 from the first game, right? And I don't know. In, in all fairness, like I didn't really try to do a close comparison between the two. Yeah. So maybe they did that, and I just didn't realize it, but... I didn't recognize... Because I've actually been playing Final Fantasy X simultaneously oh, yeah. with this, and I didn't recognize any music that I can think of. Yeah. For as much hate as this game gets, mm-hmm. and for as much as I have problems with it, they definitely made an effort to make it different mm-hmm. yeah. from previous titles. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. The previous titles, especially from like 7 up to 10, are very bleak yeah. mm-hmm. in tone. They have adventurous tones. Right. They're kind of fun. You have characters you love. Seven is actually a pretty funny game. I always forget it is like, funny. <laughs> how funny it is. Yeah. But the plot of Seven right. is dark. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Setting is dark. Uh, you know, Eight is pretty heavy. Nine mm-hmm. gets heavy later. Yeah. Ten is very demure because yeah. of the yeah. religious tones. Right. And this one is much more of like, you know what, we're going to do something different. Right. Yeah. Change it up. Yeah. Female cast. Right. Charlie's Angels influence. Right. It anime happens, girls. Right. Yeah. Run around. After the apocalypse has already come and gone and now right. people are rebuilding. Uh-huh. We're going to do mini games only. <laughs> you can go anywhere. That's right. You know? Have a good time. People are dancing. You change your outfit a bunch. Having concerts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Concerts are very important. But I feel like the change in tone in the soundtrack reflects that. Yeah. I think that's also fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about that. Yeah. I agree. It's not great, but yeah. it is definitely separate yeah. yes. from the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the uh the one piece that I did end up really liking a lot is like the piano main theme. Which one? Like the, the main like title theme. Oh the that's, title theme? That's the piano piece. I think probably mostly because it's just someone like expressively playing the piano. And right. It's, it's pretty hard to mess that up, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't want electric keyboards, right? And drum little loops, guitar samples, and little yeah. like scratchy sounds. And <laughs> boy, boy, boy. <laughs> and I don't know. I went back and tried to listen to the soundtrack a little bit uh, today and yesterday, and there, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's all bad all the way through. It's mm-hmm. just the parts that annoyed me really annoyed me, sure. and. Okay. Okay. 
So I think we've we talk about covered everything except for the story at this point. Okay. So if if you are a person who is a, cared yeah. about the story and doesn't want it spoiled for you, please stop listening here. Beep. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoilers are happening. Yeah. Okay. So in order to <clears throat> explain the story for ten two. Do you want to very quickly touch on the story for ten? Yeah, and we can kind of that'll that'll introduce the setting of the yes. world too, which is kind of important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go for it. <laughs> thousand years ago, right? Yes. Xanarkand and Bavel—they're both technologically advanced. They're at war. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Xanarkand is like, you know, it would be cool. Let's make a giant monster. Um, we're going to turn ourselves into a giant monster, and he's going to kill Bavel for us. James, what is the name of this monster? Sin. Sin. It's Sin. <laughs> um, so they whoa, do wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. It's not only that it's killing Bavel, right? Right. It's that actually, Bavel isn't the problem. Technology is the problem. The reason we've well, got to the point where we are is because we have too many machines. I mean, that's the story that they tell everyone afterwards. Oh. Is that not what Sin that's- does, though? Dirty propaganda. Yeah. I bought You've it bought it into it. Okay, so let me tell you. Listen, let me tell you the real James truth. James knows the real story. Um, so, so everybody in Xanarkand turns themselves into a faith somehow. That's not important or almost like Almost like a precursor to summoners. Yeah. They have like magic powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they summon essentially Sin, which is a bunch of like fiends compressed together to make a giant monster whale mm-hmm. that hates everything kind yeah. of um so he does that some time passes and the daughter of the leader of Xanarkin whose name is Unaleska mm-hmm. is like you know what maybe this was a mistake i'm going to go destroy that monster whale so she does that uh but she finds that the only way to permanently damage it is by turning someone who is emotionally connected to her into what is afterwards referred to as the final aeon, Mm -hmm. um, which kills them in the process. And then Yu Yevon, which is a thing that is never explained except for that he's the leader of Xanarkin, makes the final aeon into the next sin. But in that time period, there is no sin for like whatever, five years or whatever, however long. Yeah, the calm. Oh, excuse me. I was so close. I was so close. Right? (laughs) Okay. So that's basically what's been going on forever. Yes. Fast forward to two years ago from Final Fantasy X-2. So Final Fantasy X. Am I supposed to take over? Do you want to? No. Okay. (laughs) What What about... Shuyin and Yen, that's, that oh, was, that's oh a thousand gosh, that years. Oh, that does take place. Okay, so yeah. sorry. A thousand years. During, <laughs> during the war between Bavel and Xanarkin, there's a guy named Shuyin. He looks a lot like Titus, for maybe a good reason or not. Um, uh, uh, Square Enix reasons. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> there, there's a girl that maybe looks like Yuna, or maybe she just looks like a normal person. I don't remember. Brunette. Okay. Yeah. But songstress dress fear. Yes. She, dress we'll, we'll get yeah. to that. Those are yep. important. We're getting there. Okay. He she gets called to the front lines. He's in love with her. So he's gonna go steal Vegna gun, which is a giant machina hidden under Bavel. 
It's a, um, it's a doomsday device. Yeah, like essentially, it's a it's a, it's a nuclear weapon. weapon. Yeah, but he's like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna activate this giant nuclear missile, and then nobody has to fight anyone because we're all gonna be dead. Because death's better than suffering. <laughs> Always. Yeah. And, uh, he gets caught. She finds him there for some reason, and they both get shot. He's super sad about that, and the anguish of his grief keeps him alive, unsent, yes. as a malignant entity. Well, right, because when you die in this world, you turn into pyreflies. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. And you kind of stick around a little bit. You hang around in the, uh, the... The far plane. The far plane. Yes. Okay, right. Um, if, if you are sent by a summoner, then you go to the far plane. If you are unsent, you either turn into a fiend, or if your emotions are powerful enough, you just kind of like stick around as an angry, powerful person. You can maybe also be an Aeon if you really want to. Aeons come specifically from faith. faith. Or you can be resurrected Uh, via memories. Right. Right. Not even spiritually. Yeah. From memories to be formed into a new man. Which is like, in the same way that that the fiends are formed from little firefly bits, like maybe you can also form... Well, so from, uh... so here's the okay. So here's the um, theory that I read, okay. and I don't know if this is ever explicitly it. in the text. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> is that Titus is actually so when Xanarkin, um created sin, they mm-hmm. also created a dream version of Xanarkin, yes, which is okay. which is what Titus comes from, right? And Orin, yeah. Um, so Titus is actually. The dream version of Shu Yin, what their memory oh. of him is. Yeah. Is there a one to one relationship between the faith dreaming someone up and the character that? So, like, would that require anything of Shu Yin? Just that he existed at the time. Oh, okay. Oh, so like, like Titus is. If you took a copy of Shu Yin before all the bad stuff happened and projected him into a dream version of Xanarkin, right. That's, that's why they're both like blitzball players. Yeah. And look the same. Practically the same, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, like Titus is Shuyin's heartless. Oh, or my nobody. God. Yeah, we're going to get into something. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to bring some heartless. <laughs> something like that. Uh, okay. okay, so anyway, Shuyin um, is really angry and really powerful. Um, he possesses somebody who's also close by. Which is... Barely. Yeah. Um, Because they're important also. Okay. Part of the Crimson... uh, The Crimson Squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Crimson Squad, which was like a special forces group or something. Comprised of... Pain, uh, Maven Nuge. Nuge. Um, (laughs) Barely. And Gipple. And Gipple. Yes. Wait, when did this happen? During the... The oh. war with Xanarkin. So a thousand years ago. But Payne's not a thousand years old. And the faction leaders are also a thousand years old? <laughs> I, get, I guess... I didn't get that far in the game. So I, don't I don't really know, know, actually. That's a good question. They dress silly, and his name's Gipple. Oh, that's, that's, that's not, not, that's not that's important. Let's uh, <laughs> just keep it pushing. Anyway... <laughs> So now we are properly set up for the plot of Final Fantasy X. Are we? No, 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 no. Oh, no? Because because there's this... Okay, so there's been this cycle that's been repeating yes. of the summoners 
beating back sin, sacrificing themselves and their best friend to become the new sin, but also to give the world a break for ten years. Yes. Until... Oh. Yuna. Well, I mean, in, until somehow Jekt gets pulled out of Xanarkin, maybe on purpose by Orin or by Braska, who is Yuna's dad. He's the... He's... He successfully defeats um, Sin by turning Jacked into Sin, final Aeon. Yeah. Rather than what? Orin? Because Jekt was the guardian right. of who? Bra- Braska? Braska. Braska. Right? I think so. But Jekt's intention of raising Titus horribly was so that Titus would have no problem killing him later. Okay. That was another theory that I read. Hmm. That's interesting. So he, he was mean to him as a child. Because, yeah, Jack was like a horrible, abusive... Like, I figured it was on just because he was an alcoholic. <laughs> so that Titus wouldn't hesitate when, oh. in the future, the time mm. would come. I see. But Titus is not real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, I mean... Well, and I guess neither is Jack, Jack? for that matter. Or Orin. Is Orin? No. Orin is Braska? I, I don't think Orin is a dream. <laughs> is anyone real? <laughs> but he's definitely unsent, right? He's unsent. Okay. Okay. He's not a dream, though. Okay. Think. Okay. He's a memory. Gotcha. There's also kind of a hidden plot point that... I don't know if it's a plot point or not. Uh, they never refer to Titus by name. Yes, that's true. In either game. Yeah. Really? Because no, he's the true. last Final Fantasy uh, protagonist that you get a choice to name. Oh. Yeah. They always refer to him as him or yeah. his you. or... Uh, what's, what does Waka call him? Bretta? Bretta, yeah. My Bretta. <laughs> they never call him by name. Yeah. And even like in this one, they're very careful to be like, oh, I thought that was him. Yeah, or I... He, why was, it, he, was it that like man? That? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if during the entirety of Final Fantasy X, since nobody addressed him by name, uh-huh. everybody thought that he was Shuyin. Oh. Oh. But that, since they well, then didn't, no one knew who Shuyin was, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Theory destroyed. <laughs> um, okay. We're getting off anyway. track. Let's get back. Why and... is Lan in a dress sphere? <laughs> <laughs> Braska. Braska beats Sin. Yes. Jax becomes Sin. Yes. Titus gets pulled into the world because of Sin and Orin. They both do it on purpose, I guess. Somehow magic. Um, Titus hooks up with Yuna. They go on a pilgrimage. Yeah. They fall in love. Um, and then Seymour comes along, and he's... Seymour! Incredible. Maester Seymour. Uh, and basically, Seymour's deal is, he feels like if he can be turned into Sin, he can stay conscious enough to control right. Sin with his power. Right. Uh, but he's also, like, a terrible person. Right. He's also a, uh, what's a nice... There's probably a nicer way to put this, but he's a half-breed. He's oh, half yes. human, half, half Guado. Yes, half. There's, oh, yeah. there's bad blood between the two, and he doesn't really like humans yeah. or anyone that much yeah. as a result. Is that why he has fucked up hair? Yes. Yeah. And why he has like weird hands and stuff. Uh-huh. Does he have weird hands? Yeah. Yeah. He has like claw fingernails. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. I was a little distracted by the open kimono. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, all uh, of that uh, chest hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the varicose head veins yeah. that he's got going on there. Yeah. Right. That match the pattern of his hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, his Aeon is the tortured soul of his mother. Yes. 
but he's got a lot of pesos. Yeah. Um, So he goes deep. He (laughs) tries to get Yuna to basically forcibly marry him. Yes. So that they can run off to Xanarkin and complete the final summoning. She doesn't want to do that. The party kills him multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, Finally, they get to Xanarkin. Um, Titus learns that he's not a real person. Um, the party tells Titus about the truth behind the fun, final summoning, and he's like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. Um, I'll and, just fight him with my sword. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be around to do this. <laughs> basically... I'm not real anyway. <laughs> uh, they... The, the solution, if I'm remembering correctly, is that there's a piece of Jekt inside of Sin, mm-hmm. like physically inside of him so they go inside sin and destroy the piece of jacked which kills him permanently but it also destroys dream xanarkin so titus goes away yeah and that's like that's like the like the loophole that like when right. you beat sin and destroy its armor you yevon that's inside animating it just grabs the next aeon and right. makes the new suit of armor but if you get through that process. How'd you get inside him? Uh, the airship, I think. I yeah. think they drive, beat him up and then like drive the airship outside and jump in. So Sin has like inner workings? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, it's a real monster whale. It's not just it's like a, a facade. Is Sin, con- <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is Sin conscious enough to know the destruction that it's causing? Is it singling out Vaguely. villages and such? Yes. It, it's because implied... is controlling it. Right? Yes, but it's also implied throughout the game that there is a piece of Jekt, at least Jekt Sin, yeah. that is still conscious because he's specifically drawn to um, the the song, the Yevon yeah, song. The, oh. the Faith song? Yeah, the Song of the Faith is, is a thing that he likes, so he shows up when people sing it a lot. Why do they keep singing it? It's a good song. It's a good song. Don't question the culture. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, um, he ends up going away when they destroy Sin, which, you know, gives uh, everlasting peace, but also still gets rid of Titus. Yes. um, Which kind of leaves Yuna in in a state of feeling kind of alienated from her world. Yeah, in like, her in her role in that world. Yeah, right. So so she's. I don't know if we mentioned this already. So, so rather than it being a coming of age story for Yuna, it's a like midlife crisis. Right. What do you do after you've already done the thing that you set out to do? What do you do with the rest of your life when your whole life has been about doing this one thing and you've already done that? Yeah, I'll tell you what you do. That's yeah. right. You and your cousin and some and random cousin sibling. Yeah. And <laughs> and this really nice guy named Buddy. Yeah. You get a you get an airship. Right. And you look for valuable camcorder recordings. Yeah. Recorded <laughs> on spheres. Yes. That also contain spirits. Yes. That you can also use to imbue yourself with the power of those spirits. Mm-hmm. But not all of them have spirits. But maybe not all of them. Yeah. And the recording itself isn't important so much as the thing that used it. Yeah. Some spheres are more have more personality than others. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you kind of have a friendly rivalry with like another sphere hunting group, um, 
until you uh, realize that there's kind of a giant world-ending threat hidden under one of the main cities in the form of Vignagun. Vignagun. Uh, which is a giant machine, like doomsday machine kind of thing. Is it also Machina? Yes. Okay. Yes. All machines are Machina. All yes. Machina are machines. I did notice, when you fight smaller Machina, just run around, when you kill them, little pyre flies fly out of them, which doesn't make any sense. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's weird. That's Why? a very strange oversight. <laughs> yeah, because they question. shouldn't be, unless they're somehow powered by pyre flies. They're not. Do we know the mechanics of I mean, it's, mech Machina? It's electricity? like... Yeah, electricity, <laughs> I, I think. I guess, yeah. Also, I mean, we we just. Some... I mean, they have like batteries and stuff. Oh, they have batteries. I think you can. One of the things you can steal off of them is like a battery or a shot, like a spark plug or something. Yeah. Like it's like a one-use lightning elemental damage item or something. Batteries. I think so. Also, there's two different enemy types in the game. There's Machina and Mechs. That's true. Which are distinct types, even though they both look like robots, and mm. that's never explained. That's that's true. I don't know. I didn't catch that at all. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. So Vagnagun's going to blow up the world. we got to stop it. Right. Uh, one guy doesn't want you to... Well, he wants to stop you. Uh, so you got to beat each other up. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out that the, the ghost of the guy that looks like your boyfriend, Ghost right. Memory, wants to kill the world, and he always has, and now he's going to try to do it. Uh-huh. And Yuna has to save the world again. That's right. Why can't she just send him? She's not a summoner anymore? Uh, uh, is there a, there's no summoner dress sphere, is there? There isn't. No. In fact, I feel like there should be. Well, there's I mean, there's no summon, right? So but there's the, aeons still. There's dark aeons. They do somehow still exist. I feel like, and this is just me reaching for war reasons, but they're <laughs> like, like reflections of... Like, you... I don't know if you guys remember when when they go to the far plane in Final Fantasy X, one of the things that they talk about is like nobody's really sure if that's really the afterlife or if it's just a, a point where like the pyrophies gather and they only show you things like reflections of your memories. Hmm. Um, and so since oh. they only start appearing once Shuyin shows up in the far plane. Maybe, like, he drives them out and they somehow catch memories of the faith. Hmm. Or of, well, except they exist independent of Yuna. Right. Yeah. Like, they were around before they were... And also, when you go into the one that's in uh, Ixian, they're, they're like, this is a machina that infested the fucking dark aeon which doesn't make sense yeah anyway i don't know square enix has a fascination with memories being people yeah walking yeah. around yeah it's i i was reading a thing um the the idea behind shuyen is actually based on like a, a japanese cultural concept um of like the spirit as an entity being a separate thing from the physical body as an entity. Okay. Um, there's like a, a word for that idea. And so the the concept of like having like a shadow of yourself and then like a physical self be separate things, kind of like what they uh, like deal with in Dark Souls and stuff like that. Um, yeah. 
having like the phantom being separate from the physical body. Right. Is or it? like in Kingdom Hearts, where? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. No. Yeah, exactly like in Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Um, so. So yeah. Yeah. That probably covers, basically the story broad stuff. strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this story has a lot of interesting, like, good ideas that are poorly executed. Um, yeah. I think that, um, like, the idea of coming back, kind of like you were saying, you know, the idea of a, like, main protagonist in midlife crisis, Mm -hmm. we don't usually revisit these worlds that we've saved. Right. You know, and one of the things that they definitely cover in the game is, like, you know, when, when the eternal calm started, we thought everything was going to be good. But now that we're in it for, like, two years, you know, things haven't really changed you know, there's no giant monster whale trying to eat everybody, but, like, people are still fighting and dying and, like, killing each other mm-hmm. in little, like, border skirmishes and stuff. Right. You know. And eventually we get around to discovering a new monster whale that's going to kill us. That's true. Even though it's a machine this time. Yes. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, in some ways, like, like that's a more mature storyline. To, to sort of follow through yeah. instead of the traditional Final, Fa- Final Fantasy leading up to preventing the end of the world right. without worrying about what happens afterwards. True. Advent Children also kind of does that, right? Continuation. Yeah. What's Advent Children about? Um, the Final Fantasy Seven movie? No, I mean, but what's it about? Oh, it's about them trying to survive in the wake of stopping Meteor and the end of Shinra. Oh, okay. And about... I mean, Sephiroth. He comes back, <laughs> but it's... No, no, it's pieces of him. They take, like, three different aspects of his personality. There's, like, the, the mama's boy character part of him. Right. And there's, like, the cool collected character. And then there's, like, the world domination guy, and they uh-huh. split him into three different guys that all have white hair. Yeah, um... I guess, I feel like that, I mean... Tina's wearing all black now. It's yeah, different. it's cool. She's got, a, she's got like a long, long skirt instead of like a, a mini skirt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, yeah. That's, that's only like a feature-length film. It's not a game, so I don't know. Maybe they <laughs> well, can only do just, so much. The, the salient details that I remember from that game are, or that movie are fight scenes. Like, I oh, yeah. feel like that's what that movie. Is. That movie's mostly about the fighting and Bahamut, and people and people saying geostigma, like it's a thing that anybody knows about. That movie uh-huh. is fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I get choked up watching uh, that movie. And, <laughs> and Cloud has ten swords, but they're really one sword. Yeah. But they're definitely also ten. Yeah. Bro, doing Omni Slash with one sword <laughs> played out. That's right. We need twenty swords <laughs> in one sword. It's yeah. Omni. And they all have to be stored in a sheet that are connected to his motorcycle mm-hmm. that yeah. fan out like an umbrella. Yeah. Right. Fucking sweet. Also, <laughs> the Final Fantasy Victory theme exists as a ringtone. Ring yeah. yeah! And Kate Sith is running, <laughs> riding on top of Red 13. It's yeah. great. We should just talk about that movie for the yeah. rest of the time. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Should we jump to wrap up? Um, is there another story? Do, do we need to revisit the... The like male gaze exploitation. It's bad. It's bad in this game. Like, yeah, we could go more into detail about it, but 
it's it, just at, at every opportunity to do sort of like stuff aimed at heterosexual like young men probably yeah uh, <laughs> young Asian men yeah in particular yeah yeah any any time you have ch- a chance to like like have a camera zoom past like a butt or uh-huh. like some boobs or yeah. it's not good it's uncomfortable there's yeah, the massage scene with LeBlanc uh-huh. where you're basically just like getting her off. Yeah, you might as well be having sex with her. You said that was your favorite scene. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and the audio doesn't exist to prove it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, um, brother is really weird and creepy. Yes. And they're related. Yes. Yes, and maybe Yuna's first or second cousin. Yes. We're not sure. Too close. Too close. Yeah. Even if they weren't close, it's he's little... Yeah, also, she's clearly not at all interested, interested in him. Although... He, nobody's interested in him. Well, yeah. <laughs> there is the one scene where he's like, I want to see you in a dance. And she's like, you're going to have to pay for it. And you're like, ugh, what? What? Right? I forgot <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Jeez. It's right in the beginning before the real concert. It's oh, the initial concert. Oh, the like, on little top friend of the, concert. The Celsius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Celsius. God, that's creepy. Uh-huh. You have to pay for it. No. Because she's a mercenary now. Right? <laughs> Nothing comes for free. <laughs> Give me a sphere first. Right. <laughs> uh... And they call him sicko. Yeah. Like, he, like, like she's checking on him because he, like, passed out or something. He, like, tries to go in for a kiss. Yeah. yeah. And they'll just kind of, like, start kicking him. Sicko! Right. Whatever! Right. Oh, Which brother! Whatever. That super, like, stereotypical Japanese, like, right. stereotype. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The like pervy guy in a harem of like cute girls that barely tolerate how like l- l- lascivious yeah. he is. It's a good word. <laughs> it's a good word. So for the for the wrap up, uh, we talked about we already covered the novel ideas, mm-hmm. uh, the battle system being sort of like the battle and t- t- tagging in and out uh, different dress spheres to be different classes and d- different garment grids mm-hmm. and having like mostly the battle system is where the innovation is in yeah, this game. Definitely. Also, the storyline taking place after the end of the world and mm-hmm. sort of being responsible about what happens next. Right. That's that's kind of a new ground for them to cover. Yeah. Um, my takeaway yeah. from the game is that they intentionally made this game lighthearted and fun with mini games, mm-hmm. and it's open world essentially. Yeah, you can go anywhere, do things out of order, right. go over here at your leisure. Mm-hmm. You know, play mini games as long as you want to get extra stuff. Yeah, that was all intentional. 
you know, it's a it's a step away from right. the previous in the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the soundtrack reflects that. I yeah, think for that sure. the the gameplay certainly reflects that with mm-hmm. the the campy garment grid switching mm-hmm. it up. I think it's its own thing. I don't think it's a thing for me. Yeah. And seemingly most people, <laughs> yeah. since it was unpopular or, you know, lauded against. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think, it's... to your point, like, it was a little bit, like, maybe unpopular for the wrong reason. Yeah. Like, the thing that's wrong with this game is not that the three main characters are women. And, like, or that it's supposed to be for girls or right. something. Or that it's even, like, game, like, RPG light. Yeah. Because it does have, like, serious RPG systems. Right. In it. I think, see, there's there's this weird sort of, like, conflict in my brain where initially when I played this game, um, I always thought, I always maintained, like, if they had just made it a different game. So, like, mm. if this wasn't Final Fantasy X-2 mm-hmm. and it was just Final Fantasy Sphere Hunt with your gal pals, then it would have been a better game. Yeah, but, but it would have made less money. <laughs> well, and I think also removing it from the Ten universe would have hurt it too, mm-hmm. because a big part of the game is tying into that world, and yeah. that world is interesting enough to support more investigation. Right. You know, and it would be hard to start fresh with a right. new character in a new world mm-hmm. that had just been through an apocalyptic mm-hmm. event and still have that sort of like emotional connection right. to that process in the previous game that if you start a new game it all appeared off camera and you just hear about and it and you don't exposition. care yeah yeah so that being said like what we got wasn't particularly good either no I think if they had handled it with the same seriousness and gravity of like a mainline Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. then it would have turned out better yeah, because ultimately the sort of amateurishness with which a lot of parts of this game were treated mm-hmm. hurts the story. Yeah. Which is a shame, because the story has a lot of potential. Yeah. And even, like, it feels like it didn't know... Like, the story itself doesn't really know what to do with itself. Yeah. It's really torn between, like, these... You know, you might not like the characters, but I think it's really fun... Just like, because usually in RPGs, you don't get to see the characters hanging out with each other, mm-hmm, you know? And this game has a lot of that. Just like people, like, you know, telling each other jokes and like actually acting like they're friends. Right. Um, which is cool, but then it also doesn't know how to shift between like silly hangout time and really serious end of the world robot time. Yeah. You know. Well, or even like really serious interpersonal right. like fighting, bickering, drama, politics stuff. Mhm. Where you you have especially with like the two factions and their sort of ideologies and the uh, the people the otherwise sort of innocent people that are getting caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Uh, is all sort of treated with the sort of silliness that yeah. Symbolize the yeah. Can yes. I also say, just as a side closing thought, isn't it really weird to kill humans in this game? Does it yeah. feel weird? Because it felt weird to out. me. <laughs> 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 I mean, okay, but like they definitely fall down and fade away. Yeah, there's definitely like soldiers and like syndicate no members. Oh, oh, there you go. 
means that they're just knocked out. I guess. But yeah. Yeah, like you're yeah, definitely so strange, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like you get into a ha, giant ha, robot ha. and stomp them to death or shoot them with <laughs> missiles. Like it's pretty. I'm gonna take this sphere. Bang bang. I guess you do that in Final Fantasy. You do that in the other one still in seven and eight. Yeah, but I feel like those. I don't know. I guess maybe those feel like more it's serious. It's more appropriate for the setting. Yeah. yeah, like the conflict in this game is mostly like. Against monsters, so yeah. I don't know. It just it it feels there's a seriousness to killing like whole slaughter a whole wholesale slaughtering like a faction of people right that I guess isn't applicable to monsters that nobody's really talking about. <laughs> that yeah. seems odd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, funny. we only killed them for their outfits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes it all right. 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 <laughs> Because that's what this game is all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you want to talk for a second about the last mission thing or not? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So the other thing that's completely unique to this release is the inclusion of Final Fantasy X2 of the last mission. Mm-hmm. Um, the never-ending mission. Yeah. Yeah. It's so you guys ever play like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? Are you familiar with that franchise? I didn't ever play that. Okay. That's what this is. Or it's, like a roguelike. It's a roguelike, right? Yeah. It you you take one step at a time. When you take a step, all the enemies take a step. Every time you take an action, another frame of time passes. Yeah. There's turns, yeah. Right. Randomly generated dungeon layouts. Yeah, it's like a dungeon crawl. Drops and, yeah. It's I don't know. It's not terrible. It's yeah. not great. It's, it's not, weird. I played it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Same. It just seems unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I guess... It really seems like Final Fantasy X2 is shoehorned into it. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't see any sort of connection to anything. But the, but the tower, and if you get there by your own power, something great might happen. Yeah. Oh, we all got a letter. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Do know. Do we get to visit yeah. Square Enix if we get to the <laughs> <laughs> What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> well, doesn't, like, X2 have more than enough content to just... I would think so. ...whittle the hours away without adding a dungeon crawler mode? Yeah. You'd think so. That doesn't even impact the main game. Like, no. It's no. Game, right? It's separate. Yeah. It's standalone. It's weird. It's a thing. It's there. You yeah. can play it if you want. I wouldn't. But they already added Pokemon to the game. Right. right. And now there's like Pokemon, what do you say, Mystery Dungeon? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> okay, that's all. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you guys give ratings or no? Oh, I guess we can talk about who to recommend the game to. Sure. Oh. I think it's, I think it's fair to say that It'll be really confusing if you aren't familiar with Final Fantasy X, Agreed. just because yeah. it's it's built so much on that world and it doesn't do a lot of establishing mm-hmm. of the world or even of the characters. Yeah, and they don't refer to Titus by name. Yes, so like, <laughs> double twice because yeah. they don't do it in the first game. Right, you just know it from playing the game. And then this this game, they're like, he looks just like. Yeah. That guy. And he's just like, that guy. Who's that guy? I don't know who that guy is. Like, <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, why he's important. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, beyond yeah. that, 
I don't think that this is an essential game to play. No. You know? Even no. If, even if you... Maybe if you really like RPGs and you want to see something cool with the battle system, I mean... You just, but you'd have to be willing to wade through the rest of it. Yeah, I think I think this game is probably unfairly maligned, but it's still not a good. Well, or kind of like I said, like maligned for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like there's some perfectly good sort of poor craftsmanship things to point to mm-hmm. without saying, oh, "I don't like women main characters." Yeah. <laughs> Girls in my was. video games, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Unless I can look at him. Yeah. Right. And that's it. I mean, which you definitely can do in this game. Can yeah. I massage him? Yes. yes. Sweet. <laughs> heavy massage as an essential gameplay mechanic <laughs> that you must complete to Can you fail that mission like, on purpose? No. Or can you just like... If you fail it, you, you have, just to, do have it to do it again, it again. And, again no. and again until LeBlanc is satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Thank you, Squaresoft. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Square I was Phoenix. missing this in my life. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, people, so I, I don't know if this got lost in the recording or not, but, um, I think this game is really made for, it's, it's weird, it's like a, it's, it's made for people that specifically miss the first game. Yeah. You know, since, uh, the... But it's only two years old. <laughs> well, but you know. But like, two years <laughs> removed from playing ten. Yeah. Is kind of a long time. A lot of other games that came out in that time. Yeah, I suppose. Um, it it tries to cash in, I know, cash in, trade on the emotional connection that you have from the world, yeah, and the characters in the world, and being able to revisit them and like, what are these people doing when they're not, you know, summoner or guardian right. or running a store. What else was Square Enix doing in the same time period? Was Final Fantasy Eleven out and not doing well? Uh, and they're like, ooh, sure. I we should sure. release Final Fantasy Eleven was after. Okay. Um, I get the feeling they were released around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 and 11 came out around the same time. We could we could do the research. You could. Figure it if out. If you wanted to. Because, <laughs> uh... Yeah. I heard eleven was bad. People were unhappy and like, oh shit, we need something well, again, right now. That was the real like multiplayer one, right? That was the MMO. Yeah. Oh well. Hmm. Two thousand two. Oh, so, so it, came it would out have right been before this. In between. Wait. The yeah. Next year after ten, they put out eleven. Wait. Is that what we were hearing? Ten two was two thousand three. Yep. Yeah. Eleven was what? Two thousand two. And ten was two thousand one. Yeah. So. 10 yeah, came out, right about people that. were like, ooh, this is good. And they're like, oh, I'm only like 11, I'm not buying that. Right. Yeah, like, oh shit, true. we need to make up for that Let's money. go back to 10 again. They go back to 10 again, 10 <laughs> to Charlie's Angels. Right. <laughs> Bring him back Titus, he's not dead. Memories of Spira. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, they're a company. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They know what sells. Well, do they? Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Well... I mean, they still make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I mean, even play, what is it, 14, 13 with Lightning? 13. 13. And what's the, what's the big one right now? 15. 15? Didn't play it. I played it. It looked like a long cutscene. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Round trip with your best friends. It has an, uh, you know, what's funny, though, in replaying 10 is I think actually 10 is a better articulation of that idea than yeah. 15 is. Because the whole thing with, like, 
Well, this, I guess, doesn't have to be part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about 15 Yeah, maybe some other time. <laughs> some other time. There's a PC port. We could do it. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, we did, all three of us, repurchase the HD version that of That is true. X. I actually... So... I have two copies of it. I have a <laughs> copy on the PC and a physical copy. So. Yeah. So they got me. Maybe they do what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Right. Well, maybe this is where we uh, wrap up. Yeah. Um, if you like what you heard, then feel free to follow us and like us and comment and share subscribe and subscribe and download uh, things. Thumbs up to your friends and yep. uh, f- the bell. find us on <laughs> Facebook at facebook.com forward slash games these days podcast. And on Tumblr at gamesthesedayspodcast.tumblr.com. Um, we are both on iTunes and CastBox under Games These Days. And Spotify. And Spotify. Uh, next, tune in next time. Are we going to do like a little break between seasons? Or are we going to roll right into the next one? I don't know. This is, I mean, we could have a 12 episode. We haven't decided yet. I don't know what we're doing for the next Tune game. in next time. <laughs> for whatever next game episode. I'm going to do. Who knows? It'll be a new game. Yes. Yeah. It will be. We're not doing another episode on Ted 2. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to come back to it in two years and see how we feel. About it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah of course. This is thanks really good. For, yes. Thanks for coming. Um, until, until next time. Brother! brother! Reminds me. Hmm. Did I ever tell you about how I can't play Clue? <laughs> no. Did I tell you about that? No. Why can't you? I don't know. <laughs> like, does it just not make sense to you? I can't. I get very upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> they reveal a card and they're like, it's the wrench! I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I can't. Like, for whatever reason, I just can't process what the information means to me. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to solve the murder. Interesting. But everybody has what they know. Right. And you're trying to figure out what everybody else has, which means that's also not what it is. Yeah. Right? Yes. But the box says eight and up. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. You just can't do clue. No. <clears throat> that's interesting. <laughs>